Welcome to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. This is the show that helps you take your home to the next level. Your complete source for all your home questions, featuring in-depth interviews with the best home services experts in the industry. And now here's your hosts, Boss Services owners and authors, Jeff and Jerry Street. Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Jeff, I'm fabulous. How are you? Oh, I am super duper as always. So super amazing unicorns and rainbows. Yep. Pretty much how I live my life. <laughs> Got it. So what are we doing here today? Uh, well, we're going to talk about a topic that you may or may not have um, experience with. Mm. So anything. Yeah. Got it. Ready? I'm ready. Fire and water damage. Boom. Fire and water damage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No one thinks about that. No. No. No, they don't. No. no. They don't. You, know, you know who does think about that? Who thinks about that? My wife. My wife thinks about that because we have a bucket collecting water in our basement from our dripping shower right now. She thinks about that. (laughs) So water damage. So there's your water damage. Yeah, not completely damaged yet. We're still, uh, we're, we're, we're in a restoration phase soon. Um, once we identify the leak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a bucket of water and, uh, I've had some pump issues, so I get it. Luckily I've not had that yet. Yep. I have two sump pumps. They run pretty much constantly nine months out of the year and, uh, if they stop, we flood. So, yeah. That sounds like a good time. It's uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Do you just keep like a kayaker or an inflatable boat or something in your basement just in case? <laughs> that is brilliant. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm an idea guy. Brilliant. I should clear out the basement and turn it into a swimming pool. Yeah, turn the yeah turn the pumps off, see mm-hmm. how filled it gets. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I like where this is going. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. You can idea. cut a hole right into your floor in your living room. Uh, and you can just, yeah, drop right down in there. Gotcha. Like a fireman coming down a pole. So, okay, so here's the plan. I'm going to flood my basement. I'm going to turn it into a swimming pool with a kayak. And then I'm going to I'm gonna call uh, our guest today yeah. to clean it all up. See? A full circle right there. Yeah, yeah. You so. have fun. You got guys to clean it. Everybody wins. <laughs> so let's dig into it. So who do we have today? We have Russ and John mm-hmm. from, this is a big name, ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Town Fire and Water Damage Restoration, mm-hmm. and if you uh, if you can imagine what they do, they do fire and water damage restoration. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Industry leaders in uh, taking the water out of your basement. Yeah. Whether you put it there on purpose or not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. drying it out and taking out you know everything else too the mold and and. Well, I don't think they take the fire out, <laughs> but they do clean up after the fire was there. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Let's dig in. Okay, episode two. We're here with Russ and John with uh, Town Fire and Water Damage Restoration. Hey, guys. Howdy, howdy. howdy. So, uh, what do you do more of? Are you burning stuff down or are you saving it from the water? What do you do more of? I would say <laughs> frequency-wise, we do more water because of smaller jobs, but we do quite yeah. a bit of fire as well, so it's probably, probably about equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where there's fire, there's water, right? You're putting it out. Typically, Somebody's yes. putting it out, so yep. that's, a, that's a mess. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the business. Um, my parents actually started our family business in 1979, so kind of grew up doing it, middle school, high school, and college, and then once after college, just kind of came, you know, what I was going to do, so that's how I became part of it. A lot of us got in the trades that way, slave yep. labor as we're young, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it turns into a career. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, mine mine was kind of uh, just right place, right time. I was pretty young, uh, you know, really just 
figuring out what it was that I wanted to do in life. And it's hard to believe that was 17 years old. So now that I'm 40, you know, quite a long ways to do this. So it's pretty rewarding though. Yeah. Yeah. So again, an early start then how long you been doing it? God, what is that? 20, 23 years. Yeah. 23 years now. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Most of your life. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm in uh, 28 years of HVAC now, so it's uh, the majority, right? Wow. Yep, yep. So uh, let's dig in. Uh, so let's dig into what you guys do and, and how you do it and all that. Um, so summer water damage. Uh, what's the most cause? What's the most common cause of water damage in the summertime? Like what? What do you guys see a lot of? What's your What's your day look like? I would say around this part of the country, it's generally you know, weather related, you know, unfortunately it's kind of gross, but a lot of what we see is, you know, backups and sewage and, yeah, uh, you know, you see supply lines and things like that, but more, more frequently it has something to do with the drain. It feels like lately. Yeah. yeah I think storm work where you actually have flooding events where you get hit, you know, hit heavy rains, you know, something pump failures, that type thing. And then also uh, storms that go through rip roofs off that kind of thing. So, you know, sure. floods inside that way. Uh, that and then really just like you said just the general supply lines uh, sump pump softeners dishwashers that kind of thing so it's kind of yeah so anything internal in the house it's it's maintenance um it's keeping drains well maintained and cleared and um you know i mean and again that's a little bit of in, in our world as far as uh, roots growing through drains and backups and all of that and it's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, we don't get a lot of it, but every once in a while we have spigots over the wintertime. People, they froze. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, springtime, early summer, you should get those. And then people go out to wash their car, do the yard, that kind of thing. And then they find out they're flooding their basement at the same time. Right. So as far as storm damage goes, um, are you, you're finding just leaking foundations, that kind of stuff? Just Yeah, usually with a storm, it has something to do clearly with rain. You know, sure. or a tree goes through, you know, this, the roof or tree falls even more wild. But uh, that that's kind of the unfortunate part is, is, you know, usually if you're having some sort of severe weather related incident, you know, insurance and coverages, you know, I'm sure we'll get into some of that a little bit later. But that's kind of what makes, you know, the whole ordeal uh, a little bit challenging to figure out for the homeowner, unfortunately. So some of that's just not covered. So that's something to keep in mind. Sure, sure. Do you deal with like flood plains then, like places that commonly flood, or is that something different? Seems like a lot of those we do get the calls for them, but you know those are pretty good sized losses, and unfortunately, most times a lot of people don't have insurance, and that's what most people get their go to. And if they're mm-hmm. facing a fifty thousand dollar problem real quick, uh, we'll look at them, but we don't do a whole lot. And sure, the, the FEMA flood work uh, did did some a lot years ago, um, but. I, they're just nightmare stories of getting paid and that whole thing. So honestly, we try to stay away, stay away from that. <laughs> well, every every home insurance thing I've ever filled out asks if you're in a flood plane. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be something to that. Like yep. we're all trying to stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you find um, again related to outside flooding? Is uh, is it ever like gutter gutter related? I mean, you know, drainage from roofs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've always told everybody you could have the perfect foundation, but if you don't have the water running off and away from the house properly, it will flood. And right. Sometimes people, some of our homeowners cannot figure out what's going on, and it's, it's simple. Gutters are full. It just runs straight down the side of the house and going into the basement. Uh, so one, keep them clean, and then two, um, sometimes they have gutters. They have them cleaned out, but they go down the downspout, and they dump out a foot away from the uh, uh, the foundation wall, which really doesn't do a lot of good. So uh, a lot of times those extensions are huge things for the short term, at least to get those extensions on to get you know, 10, 15 foot away from the house. Uh, and that usually takes care of it. 
Yeah. We've seen a lot of sump pumps that are pumped right outside of the house, and it's just coming right back in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, are there any tips when you're out inspecting? What are you looking for? What are, what, are you, what are you telling homeowners to look for, and what kind of advice are you giving? Yeah, it, it kind of what he says when you're thinking about the gutters and things like that. If we go in and we don't have that, you know, smoking gun, if you will, the pipes leaking, whatever it is, that's the first place you go right out to the outside. You're going to see what the gutters look like. You're going to see if everything's functioning properly coming off the roof and actually getting into the gutter. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had situations, you know, where especially if the gutters are running down into the ground, everyone makes the assumption that they're going somewhere. Uh, You know, we've had situations in the past where we pull out, you know, three feet of compacted dirt and tree limbs and all that that's going down into the ground. And then the water's just clearly going to come right back up, you know, and, and, it doesn't matter. You can have, you know, a bulletproof basement, but if you put water on it, it's coming back through. So I would, I would, you know, nowadays everybody wants to, you know, DIY it. I would just say call pro, which I'm sure you guys, you know, you can only take that so far, you know, before you find yourself in a pickle. And I always kind of compare like the water loss stuff to, you know, driving around on bad breaks, you know, and kind of hear the noise and you know it's time to call somebody professionally otherwise it's just going to get more and more expensive you know with the molds and you know not saving materials because you're not getting to it quickly Mm -hmm. Uh, that's probably the most common thing we see so the tip would be call me (laughs) (laughs) there you go the tip is call russ right another thing that's missed too is a lot of times uh people's found the dirt against the house is sloped the wrong way it seems it's pretty obvious, but you see that a lot too, where it pulls back against the foundation. So I tell them to bring in dirt or build it up to get it sloped away from the home. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times if the house isn't draining properly, it'll actually have a part of my, and I hate to admit this, but my house have a, one side is like this, but it's dripping and creating that valley. And if I don't do something about it, it's going to be in my house. So you just, you know, build it up and, and uh, you know, uh, level it to, so it goes away from the house. Yeah. You, sometimes you're also making the assumption too that, because you look at it, you see rocks. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely going that way. But you go to, you know, do a little bit further investigating, and sometimes that slopes like that, and the rocks are like that. So, right, yeah, right. get you in trouble real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, so what, what's your most common call? Like, what do you run the most of? What do you see the most of, if it, there is? It feels like lately mold. Yeah. I don't know. That that seemed fair to you? That's tough. If it's mold, then it's also a lot of times it's back to a, a water source. Right. And I guess that's mold, something so. we haven't really touched on too mm-hmm. much is the mold because that's the byproduct of this reoccurring right. and being wet all the time. Right. How quickly how quickly does a water damage um, situation turn into mold? Like, what's that look like? They say perfect conditions. It's 72 hours. Oh, wow. Perfect conditions. Sure. Uh, you know, it needs a food source, uh, temperatures, that type of thing. Uh, but I think if, if you had a water loss in a finished basement and you don't do anything with it, I'd probably say five to seven days. Would you think that's probably about right? Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably like the, the big trouble people get into is your brain kind of, oh, it just clicks and you're thinking, oh, I need to add heat, which is the polar opposite of what you should be doing. So the, the perfect absolute storm is homeowner, you know, leaves house, pipe breaks, three seconds after they leave, because that's what always happens. And then they, they thought ahead and they thought, oh, well, we're not going to let the pipes freeze, so we'll crank the heat up. You come back a week and a half later and you had that thermostat on 75 or 80. Mm-hmm. 
bingo. I mean, that you're going to have a mess real, real fast in that situation. Well, because you're creating a humid situation at that point, right? It's humidity. And a lot That's, of it. Yeah, right, right. So what's a typical, um, I mean, or maybe there's not a typical, but what's a, what's a typical cleanup consist of? Like, not necessarily, like the process of it. What's that look like? Well, I, w- I would say like the best case is you get in there, um, extract all the water. You know, obviously you're going to figure out what type of flooring goods there are. Our goal uh, is to, you know, we don't want to be invasive. You know, we're trying to get in and if we can get in there and remove baseboards and, you know, potentially some carpet pad or something of that nature, dry it out. You know, the industry standard is, you know, three to four days. And if we can get that dry when we go back on the back end, throw some more pad down, put the base trim back if we were able to save it. If it was real wood, move on. That's mm-hmm. that's the best case. The worst would be sewage or something like that because our industry, whenever you have any type of sewage, which we would call Category 3, it's super invasive. You're taking everything out, carpet, pad, drywall, tack strip, baseboard, anything that it touches. So that's the bad one because then, you know, on the back end of that, you not only had to suffer through, you know, whatever our drying process is, Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, at that point you're waiting on insurance, you got to put it back. You know, the misconception, unfortunately, in our, in our industry is, oh, we just, you know, call these people and, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, I should be back to normal in a week or two. Mm -hmm. And reality, unfortunately, is that's, that's generally, generally, you know, two or three months. Yeah. So we want to try to have the homeowner's best interest at hand and try to salvage whatever materials we rather dry it for five days. I know that stinks to a homeowner because you got to deal with, you know, what sounds like turbines in your house. (laughs) Uh, But the reality is, you know, we want to try to dry it out so we can restore them, you know, at least back to some sort of normalcy, you know, ASAP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the, uh, you know, initially is just get the bulk water out, truck mount, if it's a foot, of water get it out and and then also focus on people's belongings and we want right. to try to salvage what we can because you know chair table whatever but pictures things are sentimental we want to go and salvage as much as we can then also as a safety factor people i just did a presentation the other day that people forget i've seen children going down in their basement and playing in the water uh that's the people just forget that safety issue and people get killed that way it doesn't happen yeah. often but it does so uh safety wise is to make sure the electrical component is uh taken care of first sure absolutely when there's water standing water where there's not supposed to be yeah it's mixing with its surroundings right Mm -hmm. and we don't always think about what that could be yeah Yeah, absolutely um so what are some tips uh that you give homeowners in general um is there any maintenance items inside that uh that you guys generally talk about or is it mainly just the storm damage that you that you see because a lot of this stuff is just going to happen this is going to be a broken pipe scenario this is going to be a backed up you know water line one of the things that we, we try to do is tell our customers we have uh, plumber shutoff tags, uh, which you yeah, put on the, the main, uh, educate them that where it's at. So if they do have a problem, uh, you know, you'd be amazed how many people have no clue. Uh, yeah, so. a fast response on that. Yeah, yeah. once you find yeah. it, something's leaking, how do you turn it off? Yep. That's huge. Uh, yeah. Get it turned off. Then also, I think the sump pump conversation we've had a little bit is uh, yeah. either get it serviced all the time or just check it yourself and keep it clean. A lot of times those things have issues just because it, it picks up debris and junk. And Well, it's something and, uh, we take for granted, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's working. It was working the last time I saw it. It's only been down there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. How many cycles mm-hmm. is that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other part of that, too, is, is you know, people, they don't even, the, most of the time they find out their shutoff doesn't work. Is when they need to. When you need it. Yeah. yeah. So you really want to be able to get out there, you know, kind of hold their hand a little bit. Hey, this is where the shutoff is. And then also, too, there are other, you know, areas of the home where you can upgrade, you know, some of 
you know, the materials in the house to help avoid disaster as well, you know, especially like, uh, you know, washers or, or toilets, you know, you can kind of switch out to some sort of steel braided line, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I'm actually, you know, most of my time was spent in Arizona uh, where, you know, there's a lot more supply and demand for water. So out in that neck of the woods, you would see those types of things break all the time just because the water pressure is, you know, constantly doing this to where here you, know, you get a lot of well pumps and things like that. It's not quite as uh, maybe not quite as strong, but, you know, th- yeah, there, there's not a whole lot. Unfortunately, that's, you know, the pros and the cons of our business. You know, it's super rewarding because you get to help a lot of people out. But most of the time, it's always an accident. You know, you, right. you can't predict it. So, right. You know, yeah, there's a little couple things here or there you might be able to do. But unfortunately, I always, you know, all the time I tell people, you know, no one ever wants to talk to me. You know, <laughs> right. If I'm coming out there, there's generally something, unfortunately. Wrong. Yeah, you're the bearer of bad news. Well, I mean, but you're coming to save the problem, right? And I think that's the bigger key is, um, you know, your your business is very customer service focused. Like, I mean, you you don't have necessarily a product per se, right? You're there for the client 100%. And, and I think that that shines through in the way that you guys operate and uh, how you go about your day, how you know, how you do your daily stuff. So, um, yeah, we appreciate that being in customer service ourselves. I mean, we recognize that you really have to have the client at heart. You have to know what you're doing, right? But it's really focused on that client. Right. Yeah. They can also uh, kind of a little bit different type of maintenance, but their insurance policy, um, Good you know, point. probably five, 10 years ago, they started changing a lot when the economy was kind of bad news. Uh, insurance companies would cut back a few things, but people didn't understand it or realize it. So it's worth sitting down with your agent at renewal and go through it. Uh, sump pumps is a good example. Uh, usually is limited or no coverage on sump pump failures. And majority of the people that have those losses that we go visit don't know that. And they found it the hard way. Sure. Uh, so just knowing that policy really well, what you have, don't have, that kind of thing. Deductibles. You know, some people have no clue. Right. Right. You just, again, you take it for, for granted that you're insured. And yeah, then when you need it, is it there or not? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you always hear that the same. I've probably heard this a gajillion times, but, you know, people like to fall back to, well, I had insurance for, you know, 30 years. I'm covered. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't really work that way. Yeah, it's hard to tell people, uh, especially older couples. I've been with them for 42 years. Right. And yeah. I'll be the first time, 42 years, 42 minutes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. right. No, unfortunately, it really doesn't. Yeah, sure. You, you so either little. have the coverage or you don't, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So um, what uh, what did we not touch on? What else did you guys want to talk about? Um, services we're talking about uh, fire restoration, water restoration. Um, what what else? We talked about mold. What else you got? I think on the storm situation, I, I do this at home. It's kind of routine, but in my area, probably up here a little bit it was last Monday, I believe. Storms came through, and I think people don't prep what they should. And, you know, simple stuff you see in the news. But one is be weather aware, like you hear in the news. I mean, just pay attention. You see people out doing whatever; they have no clue it's coming. Uh, with the you know apps and everything you have available to us, uh, you know you should know it's coming. Um, and then doing so, you know, make sure you got your cell phones are charged. Uh, if you have a storm shelter or something, make sure it's ready to go. Um, uh, it's simple stuff. And then um, you know, simple of uh, uh, I mean, I'm really anal about a lot of stuff, but it's like your garage doors. 
you know, I'm, I get my garage door almost ready to go if I lose power because it's a pain in the butt to get to it, to undo it, whatever. So it's just laying it out. So that way if it does go out, you're, you're ready to rock and roll. I, and some people just, they don't prep at all. We just live where we, you know, this day and age, they don't think that we'll be without power for two or three or four days. And there's people that just went through that, that they mm -hmm. went three days without any power and, and it's 90 degrees. It's miserable. It's, it's, it's a safety risk for you know, older people. Yep. Uh, so I think, I think this in the storm conversation, just the prep, you need to put a little more focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in the power situation, um, you know, having a generator, whether it be a whole home or a portable or something that you're ready, you know, to to get going. I have two sumps in my basement, and I have a generator also because without that generator, my basement's wet nine months out of the year. Like it's, I'm in the water table, and if those things weren't running, I would be flooded quickly. Um, so that generator saves everything, you yeah. know. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I would also say, too, it's just important. I actually got a dose of my own medicine as to what I'm about to say. But, you know, if you have a <laughs> you have a storm-related event, you know, I, after that storm was over, I live in Goshen, so it was sheer chaos over there, trees down, all that fun stuff. But, um, you know, I think it was, I think I called you Saturday or something. I'm like, I hadn't been out to my garage. I go look at, I, I've surveyed the house, walked around, took a peek at it. Uh, but, you know, I go open up the garage door, and there's a half a sheet of drywall <laughs> <laughs> from the ceiling above uh, above one of the cars. So, you know, I think once you have these events, it's important to, you know, do your homework, make sure that there's nothing, you know, look for water staining on the on the ceilings. You know, these events not always are going to bring the amount of rain that's going to, you know, slap you in the face. You know, there are situations where you're going to have to have your eyes open. And, you know, here I am preaching to the choir because that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. So, well, we're all guilty, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone has a uh, water event, this is what I'm learning here today, water event, which I don't want, I guess. Right. Um, how do they reach you? How, do, how does anybody find you? Yeah, a, a lot of our stuff, um, you know, is referral. So mm -hmm. more often than not, it depends on the time of the day. You know, they're going to, you know, if it's your regular business hours, they're going to reach, you know, someone live in the office. If it's after hours, they're going to reach our service. And then from that point, it's really just, giving the information, you know, so we can give them a call back. And then we, we have, we try to, so, you know, we're at Elkhart. So, you know, an example like this, it's an hour away from here. So mm -hmm. what we want to do is, is receive all the information and then immediately. Um, I don't know what my average time is, but I, I would bet you that it's less than five minutes when I'm calling somebody back, you know, they're going through something and information just, you know, wanting to speak to somebody to understand what's going on. You know, some issues are going to be a lot bigger than others, but we want to try to understand what's going on so we can make the proper decision, you know, to help educate the homeowner, mm -hmm. get out on site, look everything over, create some sort of a game plan for them so they could figure out, you know, what they want to do moving forward. Um, you know, the, the biggest question with that is always going to be money, you know, so we want mm -hmm. to try to, unfortunately, most people, think, oh, you know, this is four or $500 issue. Mm -hmm. um, and in reality, I think the national average for water loss is like $3,800 just to dry it out. Sure. So we want to get out there, figure out what's going on. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get them headed in the right direction quickly. Well, and like you said, time is, is key. So you're trying to make good decisions fast, right? You know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Well, especially depending on the materials too. You know, you think of wood floors and things like that, drywall, the quicker that we're able to get to those materials, uh, you know, by far the, the more likely are that we're going to be able to salvage them. Sure. 
Well, any other tips that you guys have that might want to share or did we cover everything? I, I would just say that it's, it's, it's really important, you know, especially like for a business like, you know, town fire and water restoration, we, we don't charge for inspections. So it's really important on the front end, you know, to just make the call. I know, yeah. oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, well, you know, sometimes it, it is. And, you know, if, if you neglect the problem, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it just, it just gets way more um, invasive. Right. You know, if we can get out there and, and, and do what we got to do, you know, the chances of us, you know, salvaging something or not having, remember, like I was talking about all the repairs. If we can get in there on the front end and, and try to minimize all that stuff, it's just far less of a headache for a homeowner. So that, sure. that would be my tip. Just call. Don't don't hesitate to call. Make make sure you make the right decision on the front end. And as a homeowner, do your research. Unfortunately, they have about five minutes to do it. It's tough um, because I yeah. a lot of people ask us or ask me why we don't do TV commercials and a lot of that a lot of that type stuff, which you know name recognition is good. But for us, I always ask people when when did you plan to have a fire or plan to have a flood? You don't. Right. So unfortunately, these people are scrambling. So you got to rely on people. If you have HVAC. You know, technician referred us a plumber. Uh, call your insurance agent. I mean, we're not perfect, but I think they probably know of us. I said, call your agent, feel them out. The one thing that we're not, a lot of restoration companies are in program work. So, you know, again, we do mostly insurance. A lot of it's insurance work. Um, and if you were to call your agent with a loss, it'll just go to the insurance company, and then they'll hook up a restoration contractor that's on their uh, program. And we survived not being on programs. Uh, most most of them are because there's so many the focus is on so much more in my opinion than the actual service to get out there at a certain time to do this do that mm-hmm. your quality is not going to be there it's all about just satisfying that insurance company so that phone keeps ringing in the future well it's a very good point um to know who your client is mm-hmm. right and, and it's tough and for them because they don't have a lot of time absolutely you want again right time is of the essence you want to make good decisions as quickly as you can and uh yeah i that's a tough one. And who do you work for? Are you working for the insurance company or the client? And that's a tough one too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's all good points. If you need these services from John and Russ, how will you get a hold of them? Well, you can uh, look them up on the old interwebs at, uh, what do you you got there? Uh, Townrestoration.com. And that is T-O-W-N-E. So not the traditional spelling of town. Um, and then uh, you can give them a call on the old uh, telephone at 269-350-9174. Boom. Give them a call. Yeah. They'll fix your problems. Even if you made them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Russ, John, I appreciate you guys uh, coming in today and talking everything uh, you know that we don't want to have happen. So we appreciate your expertise. Thank you for having us. Yeah, 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 appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening to Next Level Home Experts with Boss Services. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned some useful home tips along the way. If you found this episode valuable, please do us a favor and share it with others. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, if you have a home topic you'd like us to explore, email us at info at bosshvac.com. That's all for this episode. See you next time.